Timmy here with Adulting for Artists. Thanks for joining the show today. I hope you had a great new year. Um, I realized that my new year's resolution after recording, editing, and listening to this episode is that I need to record my intro and outro very close to when I actually record the episode because it is now January 13th. And I recorded the episode two weeks ago, December 28th, and I'm saying Happy New Year and wanting to talk about New Year's resolutions, and now the country has gone completely bonkers with the storming of the Capitol and all this business. I just feel like I need to do all these things closer together so that each episode is not like three different points in time. So my guest today is Christy Capone of St. Petersburg, Florida and she creates custom crochet and knitting projects under the name Cottontail Vintage. And you can also find her nostalgic paintings under the name Milkshake Studios. She likes that people take pleasure in frivolities, which I think is a really fun way to think about doing art. Anyway, here is my interview with Christy Capone of St. Petersburg, Florida. Christy, what's happening? It's the end of 2020, thank goodness. And the projects keep flowing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I noticed that online you have a lot of projects going on. You're posting a lot of crazy little uh, stuff for your company. Cottontail Vintage. Exactly, Cottontail Vintage. And you had some super cute stuff for sale, like the little love cats. It's all like crochet, right? Um, Mostly crochet. It's some knitted and and hand-sewn things. Now, what is the difference between knitting and crochet? I get asked this a lot. Knitting is done with two needles and crochet is done with a hook and they both involve yarn and it's just creating pretty much uh, loops from the fabric or from the yarn, looping one over another and then you have a project and then you have uh, something finished. But yes, knitting is two needles and crochet is using a hook, crochet hook. So it's just like one thing. Mm -hmm. Is crocheting easier than knitting? Um, I taught myself how to crochet before I taught myself how to knit because it looked easier. You've obviously got the one crochet hook and you hold the yarn in your other hand. Um, I'm right-handed, so I hold the crochet hook in my right hand and the yarn in my left hand. And it just seemed easier for me to pick that up before I learned how to pick up knitting. Knitting can be a little more daunting than crochet. I teach both. And it seems like people pick up on crochet just a little bit easier than they do knitting. Yeah, I learned knitting once. I got like a little package. You know, you go to Borders Bookstore and they have all those like activity packages. And uh, there was like a book and the knitting needles and it was all together. And I, I think I messed around with it for like a month. I think I ended up making like half of a scarf. But um, okay. It took a while to get the hang of it, you know, but once I got the hang of it, it was kind of cool to just keep doing rows, but I never got to the point where I could like make actual things, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can. And I didn't think I would be able to either. I I get frustrated very easily. Um, I always, I always did ever since I was a kid, get super frustrated with the project that I didn't grasp immediately and I get frustrated and and drop it. But I kind of, persisted with knitting because I thought it would be really neat to have a a finished project and it does take practice 
there's a lot of trial and error. And um, that's what I try to tell people. Just don't, you know, don't give up. It's, it'll come easier. And I like, you don't make the same thing over and over. You've got all different things all the time. That's right. I don't usually like to make duplicates. I make a lot of one-off things, uh, especially my dolls. Um, I'll make a doll, I'll get an idea to make one, and I just make one, and that's it. I don't make another, a second one. There is a few exceptions. Um, I've made quite a few Frida Kalas and a couple Robert Smith dolls, three or four or five of those. Oh, cool. But everything else is usually just uh, a one-off project. Yeah, right now I'm looking at the one of, what's the kid from A Christmas Story in his little rabbit outfit? Ralphie. Ralphie, Ralphie. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cute. He's in his rabbit, his, his uh, pink bunny suit. Oh, yes. You know, I mm-hmm. bet you can sell a lot of those. Uh, that one already sold. Yeah. A few weeks ago. Yeah, I bet it did. That's super cute. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, did you sell, I see there's a Vincent Van Gogh. That's super cute, too. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, I actually made for my daughter-in-law. Oh. That was her Christmas present. She's a big Vincent Van Gogh aficionado. So I made that uh, especially for her for Christmas. Now, how long does it take to make that? The more detail there is on the dolls, the longer it takes, obviously. Um, I could usually, if I concentrate, I can whip something out in the course of an afternoon. And then I know that you also do painting and stuff because I met you. Uh, we were on the street and um, we were painting outside of a store. The store had artists come. Yeah. Live, live painting on Central Avenue. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Live painting on <laughs> Central Avenue. That was fun. I don't know why they didn't do that last summer, but um, that was super cool. And uh, you were painting on like uh, sewing patterns. Yes. Yes. That's kind of my signature thing. I collect old sewing patterns. And I use that as a, a backdrop on the canvas. It's, it's my signature thing. It's cool. I think it just adds a neat uh, dimension of you know, another layer of, of interestingness yeah. to my painting. And then when you do the painting, it seems like you usually do like old vintage-ish brands, like brand names, like, like candy bars and stuff. Yeah, I am very nostalgic. I... I remember a lot of those old packaging, uh, the, the old logos and everything from, from the 70s. And um, I kind of tend to incorporate that into my work. It's, it's fun. And people get a kick out of it. And you remember when you and I and, and Hardison were at the uh, Lucky Star, our trio art show, uh, a lot of the paintings I had there were 70s packaging brands. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So that's, it's, just, it's just silly and fun. You know, it's lighthearted. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm always a little overly serious in my work sometimes. And I'm like, I should just do something fun. Yeah. I had Hardison Collins on a couple a couple episodes ago he was on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did get my hair cut at the Lucky Star Salon. They moved somewhere else. They did. Hi, Susan, if you're listening. <laughs> and then I got to go to the beach. It's right by the beach. Yeah, yeah. It's just a few minutes away from the beach. 
Not a bad spot. Not a bad locale at all. No. And we talked about her band and she has a new video and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's a busy bee too. And I haven't said yet that you live in St. Petersburg. I do live in downtown St. Pete. How long have you lived there? Have you always lived there? Downtown St. Pete? Well, I've lived in downtown St. Pete almost 10 years, but I've lived in St. Pete most of my life (laughs) since I was a kid. It's a nice city. I think it's a really cute, pretty warm city. It's very artistic. Mm Mm-hmm. I had no idea it was going to be that way. I've only lived here two years. I did not know that St. Pete was so artistic. I had no clue. Yeah, it wasn't always like this. So 10, 20, 30 years ago, it was nothing like it is now. Wow. It's it's completely it's completely different. In a good way? Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, 20, 20 years ago, you didn't really come down, down, come downtown to do anything. There wasn't much to do. Maybe go to a baseball game at Alang or take boating lessons or go to USF. There wasn't that much to do. You didn't really come to, it wasn't a destination like it used to be in the 50s and 60s, but now you can. Now let's talk about adulting skills. Okay. Because this is adulting for artists. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have any like routines that you do that, you know, keep you working on art or anything that helps you keep a steady flow of? work going? I read a lot. Um, I get ideas from reading. Like what's something that you've read recently that inspired an art piece? Um, nothing that I've read recently, believe it or not, even though I just, I just contradicted myself. <laughs> I know. Don't you hate when you do that? You're like, yeah. oh, I know. I tried to give you some preliminary questions, but then it never, whenever I give people preliminary questions, we always end up talking about other stuff because it's, you know, it's more interesting to just randomly talk than to. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of a history buff and I hate using the word buff because it just sounds so silly, but I, I do like, I, I do like reading about history and uh, historical figures sometimes factor into my ideas. Not always, but like I said, like the Frida Kahlo, I'm not actually a, a, a Frida Kahlo fan. I don't particularly like her work. I'll, I'm probably going to get slings and arrows shot at me for saying that because I know a lot of people do. Uh, but she <laughs> seems to be, she's sort of enjoyed a resurgence in, in popularity lately. So I thought, well, she's very distinctive looking. She was in her style. Well, why not create one out of yarn and buttons and fabric? Yeah, she definitely was an interesting personality. She was. And so... I've made several likenesses of her and um, sold them all. Oh, yeah, I bet. Like I said, she's enjoyed a resurgence in popularity. So why not? Yeah, when I lived in L.A., I went to an art show and somebody did a very realistic wax sculpture of Frida Kahlo. It looked so real. It was so Mm -hmm. creepy, you know. I think wax wax figures are creepy. (laughs) They're super creepy. Somewhere I have a photo Just of like that. in the Vincent Price movie, House of Wax. That was one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. Oh, I, don't, I have not seen that. Yeah, you have to check that out one night when you're feeling brave. I did see him in some movie recently, though. It was like it was like these people go into a haunted house and um, they Vincent Price is giving them money mm-hmm. if they can stay there all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I saw that over, uh, over Hell. It's the House on the Hill or something? House on the Hill. Yeah, we just watched that at Halloween. See, now you're giving me ideas, and I could do a Vincent Price doll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> or, you know, so that's, yeah, I get ideas. I, I bounced off of other people and from books and music. Um, as far as routine, which is going back to your original question, um, 
I don't really have a routine. I sort of go with the flow, if you pardon the expression. Unless somebody asks me to make something for them, then I, I jump on that right away because they usually need it within a certain time frame. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really, I have a hard time with routines. Once in a while, I'll be able to do one for like a couple of weeks. But in general, I rebel against the routine. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of routine or structure. So I notice you sell a lot of your stuff on Etsy. Do you, where do you sell most of your stuff from? Etsy, Instagram, at live shows? Um, most of my stuff actually by word of mouth lately, I've been doing pretty well posting things on Instagram. Um, I finished product. I post on Instagram and somebody says, Oh, I got to have that. And usually when I post on Instagram, it's already in the Etsy shop. Okay. So they kind of intertwine, but mostly word of mouth. They can just go to a link or something. Yeah. Mostly word of mouth. People see my work and they say, oh, I bet she could make a so-and-so. Just the other day, somebody asked me to make um, a doll of um, Ginger Baker, who was the drummer in in the band Cream with Eric Clapton in in the 60s. He just died. Yeah, I I can do that. Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Word of mouth first, uh, Instagram second, Etsy third. Um, Hmm. Some things from Facebook, of course. Okay. Has like the COVID-19 thing affected your business at all? I thought that it would at the beginning because so many people were financially impacted. And I thought, who's going to want to spend, you know, $25, $30, $35 on a little crocheted giga? But I was wrong. Yeah. That actually didn't, hasn't affected me at all. It's been a very good year, if I can say that for me. Right. Um, I think people take pleasure in little frivolities like the things that I make. And that makes me feel good. It makes them feel good. You know, COVID be damned. I've, I've actually had a pretty good year. Now, I know a couple of years ago, I bought a scarf from you and it was super cute. Thank you. I haven't seen it this year. I'm just thinking about it now. I'm like, I bet when the weather gets warm is when I'm going to find it. Yeah. So do you have anything coming up? Any uh, big projects that you're working on or what's next for Christy Capone? What's next is uh, Valentine's Day, I guess, would be the next major holiday. Um, I don't make things specifically for holidays, but it's nice to have a few things sitting around in case somebody wants to give a gift. Again, like for Christmas, I didn't really do anything Christmassy. I made the, the little Ralphie in a bunny suit. That's sort of you know Christmas-related, obviously. Major holidays, I guess Valentine's would be the, the next one coming up. I might pop out a few things for that. Um, I've got some custom orders in the works. Of course, that ginger baker and maybe some other things. I, mean, I never know when uh, somebody's going to pop up and say, "Hey, make me a whatever." So I, I keep I keep my uh, I keep my time open for that too for that possibility. So now financially, are you able to support yourself off of your art, or you have you have like a part time job or something? Don't you? I have a full time job, and oh no, unfortunately, not yet. But I'm working on it toward, I'm working on that as a goal. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. You seem to be doing pretty good though. Yeah. I've sold art and I've sold craft this year, but it's not enough to sustain my uh, downtown St. Pete lifestyle. Oh yeah. Someday though. That is, that is definitely um, a goal worth attaining. So is there anything that you would like to work on? Like any unfinished projects or projects you ever like, 
really want to do that you never like seem to get around to? Um, I recently started sort of an offshoot of Cottontail Vintage called Mimi's Millinery. And it's focusing on a vintage style hat. I'm I'm actually making hats from vintage crochet and knitting patterns. So I need to concentrate a little bit more on on building that up in the coming year. Uh, I love hats. I think hats are awesome. I think everyone should wear hats. Um, And they should also wear nice hats, cute hats. So (laughs) I like hats too, but it's hard in Florida. It's so hot, you know, it is. But I took the vintage patterns that I find here and there, and I, I, I follow them to the letter. And, and, you know, I get something from the 30s or the 40s or 50s, and that's going to go into Mimi's Millinery. That's a different, um, like I said, a different branch of Cottontail Vintage. So um, that's, that's something that's going to develop a little bit better in the year, in the new year. Yeah, that's awesome. I have a whole stack of patterns I want to try. So um, that'll be interesting to see how they turn out because the pictures that are on the patterns aren't very clear. They're either in black and white or they're um, pen and ink drawings of a model wearing the hat. And you just don't really know what it's going to look like until it's finished. So that's, that's kind of the fun aspect of it. Yeah. That sounds like fun. So what is a tip that you would give to someone to sell art? A tip I would give to someone to sell art. Be persistent. I know a lot of artists that are very, they get discouraged very easily. And especially, you know, with the year like we've had another layer of discouragement, but there's always bright spots. Just be persistent and uh, keep your hopes up. Somebody out there is going to want what you have. You just have to be in the right place at the right time the right person will come along they, they will they always do I agree with that you have to be in the right place at the right time a lot of times and definitely never never say well maybe I should give this up because if you do you're going to come back someday and say I wish I hadn't done it I wish I hadn't given it up because if, why would you start it in the first place if, if only to just abandon it yeah like it's something you want to do it's kind of for mm-hmm. yourself Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I try to hone my craft every, every day, if not every other day. Some days I don't feel like doing anything at all. Yeah. Whether it's painting or crochet, you know, I just kind of, you know, you need to give it a rest. You don't, you don't have to do it every day, but uh, I try to work on it at least a few times a week. Now, have you done art your whole life? No, I have not. I actually just taught myself how to knit and crochet in 2008. Oh, so that isn't even that long ago. No. No, it isn't. It feels like a long time to me because I've made so many things. But um, yeah, uh, 2008 is when I learned how to crochet. And actually 2010 is when I learned how to knit. I taught myself. I didn't actually learn from anyone. I, I did look at a few YouTube videos, but I mostly learned from an old book from the 1970s that was very concise with its uh, graphics and how to... Um, actually pulled this off. So <laughs> yeah. it was a very, it was a very handy book. I still have the book too. So if anyone wants to use it, let me know. and I'll make you a copy of, of the uh, cr- uh, crochet instructions. Oh, awesome. Or I'll just teach you in person socially distance and, <laughs> and learn from, learn from somebody who knows what they're doing. Well, I hope the ginger Baker thing comes out good. I saw him live one time when I was in college of all places. Really? Wow. Is he still alive? No, he died. I think he died this year. I saw him. He was in a band. He was in like 
The band was called Masters of Reality. They were great, though, and there was hardly anyone there. It was like at this really small bar on the college campus. It was a good show. And that was that was how Masters of Reality, you know, was getting you know, selling albums and stuff because Ginger Baker was their drummer. Wasn't he a little cuckoo? I don't even know. I really don't. But they were pretty good. And that's what that's the rock and roll rumor that he was just a little. What is it with drummers? Drummers always seem to be a little, you know, out there. It does say here, along with Keith Moon, he was credited as one of the early pioneers of double bass drumming and rock. And Keith Moon was definitely cuckoo. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, I hope the, the dolls should turn out OK. All right, Christy, I hope you have a happy new year. And thank you for. Thank you giving us some of your tips and tricks and where can people find your work if they want to check it out um cottontail vintage on instagram and facebook and cottontail vintage on etsy awesome thanks for uh joining me today thank you timmy i appreciate it so there we go thanks for joining again guys if you want to go to the website it's adultingforartists.com it also doubles as my art site um i am going to have a calendar up there that you can download it's a printable calendar uh go ahead and download it and um let's get organized this year start uh penciling in your plans and yeah pencil it in because you know you always want to have the option to change your mind right all right, you guys have a great week, and um, I'll post another one in a couple weeks, I guess. I'm going to try to do the intro, the outro, and the recording of the episode the same day next time.